0: All right, all right all right what is up what is up youtube boxing family it is I care right here i'm here with the brothers combat tool that in the high boxing what is up guys hey what's up y'all man oh man we have a uh,
1: lot. what's cracking with you it's your boy prince the hustle guy aka wise the walk aka michelangelo the mad man you reach and reach and reach into your combat tool bag one more again. What's cracking with you, K rob What's cracking with you, D? Have excellent week of boxing.
0: Tool bag. Say it one more time. <laughs>
1: why wow, It's combat tool bag. One more again. Yeah. What's what's up uh, cracking, K rob What's what's uh cracking, D? Half.
2: Oh man, nothing much. Man, this shit was crazy this weekend. I mean, I expected, I expected a knockout, but it was still still a good performance
0: yeah um do you guys want to get right into the main event or talk about the um undercard for martin and uh, Hell
1: nah. hell hell nah. we, no we, we we gotta warm up man we can't dive right into the main event you feel me like that's like that's like trying to stab the pussy before you lick it. I lick it before you stick it. You smell me. You can't just dive right into the end. She can't, she ain't gonna come off of that. You feel me? But no, like, uh, but no, like, I, uh, called the, uh, the prelims and shit. So if, if y'all wanna start with the prelims, we can start there. Um, but, yeah, the or, or we could just start with the undercard, you know, yeah. But the prelims I enjoyed, it was, uh, garcia versus stewart and uh omar juarez versus uh um shit um delay thank you thank you so um do y'all want to start with either of those two fights
2: let's get into delay man you know to be honest yeah i i can't say that it's not something that i expected because in delay's last fight when he was getting pieced up by El rio he kept crying kept talking about it was behind the head because he didn't want to fucking lose and it's just like bro you're not that goddamn good. Now, now, don't don't get me wrong. Was was the first or second one low? Yeah, but you know, it it was just a constant complaining of low blows, and some of those were solid body shots. I'm like, bro, if you don't want to box, just fucking quit. So I'm trying to i trying to do all this weird shit where you're making the fight suck, and that's that's honestly, despite the um, you know, despite the points, that's why Omar still got the unanimous decision because the judge the judges could see it. Dulay was being a pussy, and it's like you know, it is what it is. So I'm glad Omar. Real wanted-
1: quick. No. I don't mean to interrupt, I don't mean to interrupt because you, you give excellent assess assessments of things And I want you to continue, but take this in consideration Because I felt the exact same way when watching it live, when calling it I'm like, man, that shit wasn't low, what the fuck, you on some hoe shit Man, I wasn't low, you on some ho shit Then they showed the replays, bro, and I was like, what the fuck? Damn, because neither uh, looked low like in real power time power. And that's why, say that again
0: I said there should be like a policy for that like um don't you know how in other sports they have like an instant replay um it well, should be just like it. that they don't they don't and, only, and, like, like they only
2: have
1: it in Vegas, Yeah I but think. yeah but that's the issue though they don't utilize it for everything and they need to utilize it for everything and I think that's to to okay Rod's point and like other sports they use it for everything whether it's a foul or um like too close to the outline bounds or trying to get the measurement mark for a down to the exact inch like they don't use it for that necessarily they do use it for things like knockdowns and stuff you feel me but they don't necessarily use it for the subtleties the 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 nuances for things like that but when they showed the replay and i didn't mean to interrupt your uh your your breakdown you have but i w- i want you to continue it's just i was looking at it the same way you were like man what kind of ho shit is this but when they showed the replay the first one was belt. i mean well the one of them were belt line one of them were literally was literally on the thigh so it could have rattled the cup but it's still below the belt. Um. I don't know what the mark was because you you've seen they didn't show any uh walkouts they literally just showed um luke campbell and the other guy uh i mean luke and kent Cam- luke whatever their names are they showed the, the white boys talking and shit in between everything and then they would just show the fight start so they didn't see they didn't show us where the belt line was legal and where it wasn't so from my perspective when they showed the replays i'm like damn every all three of those were low he just did he need to be deducted a point for him Yeah, but continue please continue
2: i mean yeah that's i mean like i said i knew i knew that either the first or second one was low but the thing is too is that he paid for it he paid for it he lost the point that he was supposed to lose if they were low blows and i would have given austin delay every benefit of the doubt if he didn't have if he didn't have a history of doing some fuck shit if he didn't, if he didn't have that history, I would have gave him the benefit of the doubt. But I know how he acts when he gets hurt. When he starts getting beat up, he starts doing weird shit to prolong the fight. And like I said, I'm glad the judges, you know, like I said, I'm glad the judges still gave uh, Omar UD because they saw through it. They saw through the phoniness. They were like, Omar may have lost the two points, but he was still the superior boxer putting in more work, and he got the, the victory he deserved. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, K-Rod, do you want to go?
0: Yeah um I actually wanted to ask uh you Dehab. um in regards to Omar War- like Omar Four uh, didn't like uh, didn't you tell me if, like um in the past that um you weren't really high up on him but um he's like a decent fighter right like he's not you know really like the best fighter out there
2: no, I mean I've told you that I liked Omar Wallace and he's a good yeah. workman. Uh, I never said that I wasn't high on him. Do I think he's going to be a champion at 140 with the current crop? No, but you know I like him. He, he I yeah. don't, I, I don't think he, I don't think he's an upset alert, but he's a good fighter and he's one of those fighters kind of like Ugas, where if you don't take him serious, he'll beat your ass.
0: Yeah. Yep. I agree. Um, my take is, you know, I- I'm proud of Omar. You know, he's just you know like a really successful focus uh fighter you know um i, I kind of wish he had like a better training you know regiment down in texas like i think i think his style suits um the training with uh derrick james uh with um him and spence but um i can i can see why he probably just just uh you know uh, continues to have you know look, the team that he has but i just think like he deserves like a much better like you know educated coach to like bring him to that next um level if he wants to like you know like achieve you know world title status but um i agree um i think uh austin Dulay was being very childish in that fight um i actually thought austin should have been uh dis- like a uh, like a disqualified for just having to just make all these weird complaints and then on top of that um the referee um, should have been penalized for just trying to like use all these unjustified calls on on um Omar Juarez because you know he wasn't throwing low blows and he wasn't fighting dirty he like you know he was like arguably beating Austin Dulet every single round if not most of them
2: you want him, you want him DQ you want him DQ for being a weenie?
0: Yes,
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> hey let me, let me dive in. He's funny as hell. <laughs> so um Yeah, so on this on this, um Austin DuLay. So I see similarities um between another between Austin Dulay and another Austin. Um that Austin, I'm sure you guys can can predict the following and that's uh trout. And pff, I didn't see <laughs> pussy from him. Now K Rod, you you be harsh on these motherfuckers. Now I don't want you to at all lighten up. I want you to remain the same. And and D Have you you're you're equally truthfully critical. I'll say that. Uh K Rod's harsh. I'm gonna say harsh. But uh yeah, I didn't true. see pussy, I didn't see soft in there. You I, I did see someone who was worried about Omar Juarez's power. Uh Omar Juarez, I I have I have respect for Omar Juarez. I follow him for some time and I like Omar Juarez. That wasn't the best Omar Juarez we saw last night. I mean well yeah. Saturday um at all. He was really um I, the word that Dhav used was a workman in uh, in Omar Juarez stylistically on how he typically approaches things, and I would agree with that. I would say he's a very disciplined, um, creative, uh, not extremely slick, but slick. Um, and, and no offense to this k rod but slick to be a Latino, you know what I mean? And um, very very strong and um, and rooted in his fundamentals, and that's what I liked most about him. I would contradict. Um, do you have in saying that I do believe he's upset alert uh, for any f- faulty person who stumbles across the uh, uh, belt. Granted, that that does lend credence to what you were saying about um, if someone doesn't get up to fight him, then they won't win or that increases his chances to become a champion. But I do uh, feel like he's a lot more of an upset alert at 140 than a, um, than a Mario Barrios. You know what I mean or where well, Mario Barrios was. Uh, pseudo champion at, at um, 140 but i felt like if those two fought omar juarez would would do damage to uh, uh, barrios and um that said when i when, when i when i analyze this fight and i look at this fight i seen omar juarez embracing a lot of canelo's bad tendencies and that's the um the faints without following them with anything and they attempt to um intimidate you by walking you down with feints. Typically, Omar Juarez, um walks the person down with um, the threat of the jab and followed by a power jab, and he would in this fight spontaneously use that, but only sp- like spot, spottedly. Like he would only use his jab spottedly, and that's what with let that that one thing let Duley into the fight because Duley was scared to engage, which I feel is why you guys saw. Pussy shit from him, as far as like a lot of the complaints. And um granted, the the three little blows were via um, the replay, and I didn't like it in real time because I felt like Dulay was on some hoe shit. But again, the replay showed that they were not legal shots. You know what I mean? One of them were, but two of them were not legal. One of them was uh, questionable. And in Dulay I see this Austin Trout approach to last to. Not even try to outpoint. And that and that I've only seen that's why I would almost say like a poor man's Austin Trout, because Austin Trout even went in the face of knowing he's not gonna win against a Charlo or another Charlo or a Canelo, he still was trying to land to outpoint to be in the fight. Where Doulet, he would only um seek to land when he knew Juarez was effective in setting up his combination just before. So he would only um, try to land in in return to fight him off. But when it was his time to initiate, we, we, we only saw Paul and jabs from uh, Dulé. We only saw um, me- meanless uh, lateral movement. He wasn't moving laterally to try to set up a position for attack. He was literally moving to... Um, extend the time to not engage um, He did a lot of What Justifiably what you guys would say is Pussy but in this In that he was Extending his uh, lifeline um, Maybe he He's conceded to the fact that He's a gatekeeper and, and Went in for the bag and didn't go in For the win but I, I definitely Expected a, a more Feisty approach A more Um, fire fight out of it with the name of uh, Dulé being attached as an opponent to Omar Juarez but I put a lot more blame on Juarez seeing as Dulé only wanted to survive he didn't come in there to win Um, but Juarez in his uh, faint Canelo try to walk you down style he didn't really implement any of the things that make him a threat or um someone that could possibly be on the upset alert. Uh but that's what I have on that. And did y'all see the uh and did y'all see the after fight, the after fight almost fight between the uh, oh, yeah. camp <laughs> Oh yeah, I saw I like, saw the,
2: the whole crowd was looking over at some some niggas was squabbing in there.
1: Do yeah. well um do do lay's coach uh when Omar Juarez got um ru rule, ruled for the victory uh you know he had the Oscar Valdez uh demeanor where it was like he was glad he got the decision but he he knew he had just been through hell and he he was kind of disappointed in himself his coach got in there and it looked like he said something to Dulé that wasn't favorable and Dulé was like what like what you talking about and he only went over there to like dap him up. He's like, What you talking about? Kind of like had some words. And that's when you seen DuLays coach sprint into the ring and run over to uh, to the other coach. Cause I guess he was coming over to uh, say something to Omar Juarez. So he he caught wind of what uh Juarez's coach said and he tried to rush him and it got broken up before it happened, but that's the almost altercation that happened after the fight.
2: That's the wrong with the as that's why Delay's career is the way it is. A bunch of damn weenies over there. Like calm the fuck down. I mean it sucks. But you know you could always you could always just add the necessary tools to Delay's game plan to make him more offensively effective. You could always do that.
1: Exactly. But think about this though. Now think about this from the uh the judges' standpoints. Now, granted, I agree a thousand percent what you said, and I said that myself. But I'm playing devil's advocate. I'm literally just playing devil's advocate. The three low blows. He, the ref is blame the ref here, but the ref deducted three points from him. So those are three rounds in DuLay's favor, right? All he has to do is win two rounds effectively out of that ten rounder to make it a draw. So if, if you didn't see him win two rounds, I mean, if you saw him win two rounds, then you see a justification for some anger in his coaches uh, in his coach's position. Right. From from that perspective. Granted, everything you said still applies and outweighs what I just said, because you could have gave him the tools to not only win at least two rounds dis- debatable, but four or five you feel me so that it would be a guaranteed victory that it would be a eight to two fight or a seven to three fight by those standards because i'm gifted those three rounds by the uh by the judge right i mean by the um ref via the the three low blows that he deducted points on all three you know so in that you 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 get a little bit of justification for the anger but it doesn't matter what he said. He could have said you was a pussy and you smell like shit. The, the ruling's been 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 had, you feel me? Like, the, it's already done. What's done is done. Your man lost. Um, you're, you're even more bitter that he lost, but your issue isn't with them. They didn't call the fight, you know? They did everything they could to win, and your issue is with the judges, you know, because, I mean, even one of the officials was in your corner by giving you three rounds. But that's just me playing devil's advocate. So what's your response to that, you have and K-Rock? Because y'all both say he was on some pussy shit. And, you know, I, I just want to see how y'all feel because y'all are the harsh people. I'm just the practitioner. So, you know, I'm kind of always in defense <laughs> of the warrior.
2: <laughs> no, like, I... I you got to understand, when I say that, it's number one for entertainment value and number two because when Dulay did it against Rayo, it annoyed me. But no, I'm not taking away, uh, on a professional standpoint, I'm not taking away anything from Austin Dulé, um as a fighter. Now, I will say this, during the exchanges, there were some moments where Dulay was having more overwhelming success and Omar wasn't, wasn't as defensively responsible or effective yes. as he should have been. But I will say overall, round for round, despite the points, I do believe that Omar Juarez had the superior performance and I expected Omar Juarez to, to win regardless. Now, if that, seemed, if that seems biased to some people, then I'll go ahead and eat that. But the reality of the situation is, is I believe that the right, de, um, the, the right decision was made. And I thought that Omar did the more effective work. I thought he was more active with the jab. And when he was going to the body, he was scoring more points than delays missed headshots. So, you know. And honestly, if Omar Juarez had any sense when the ref kept getting on his ass about the body shot, he would have tweaked his body shots into uppercuts and probably could have got some knockdowns of his own to make him for the point differential. But it didn't matter and he got the decision. But, you know, I guess next time.
1: Absolutely. Now, listen, I, I want you guys again. I don't know if you heard me before. K-Rod's harsh. I look at you as a, a truthful critic. So um, that's I, I I don't want in any way for you to lighten the load on on, on your criticism I like Because I, I feel like There's There's equal validity To each To both sides Why? Because Just because someone's in there Doesn't mean that They know Necessarily more Than the person on the outside The person on the outside Have thousands of Think about it this way Who has more rounds uh, Fights In championship title fights And rounds um, The fighter or the referee from both of you guys.
2: A fighter I'd imagine, a yeah.
1: who don't have boxing No. No. Never. Never. That's that's where basically you take um weight from your own uh your own your own power in the sport. Why? Because a referee, if you actually do your homework, a referee on average has 1000 well Uh, In the upwards hundreds of rounds in championship rounds. And thousands of rounds in fights. And um, hundreds hundreds of fights like the old school fighters. Why? Because they're not taking any damage. They have more experience and more rounds in these championship fights and championship rounds. Because they can actually go through more fights. Now, in the actual... Yeah. Now you guys mean in the actual fight. Now that's where I separate what what I'm saying here is the there's the reason there's equal validity in what I'm saying and what you're saying and why I don't want you to lighten the load at all on your criticism is because the official or the spectator um, in most cases has more experience than the actual fighter because the fighter only Um, He can only acquire as many fights And as many rounds as his body can take The spectator and the official They can acquire as many rounds as they can view Or they can participate in Because they have no health bar in it Do you feel me? So that's why I say your, Your point of view Your perspective is equally as valid as any fighters You feel me? We just have more experience in the actual altercation That doesn't mean that you guys aren't seeing um, as many championship rounds or doing as much film study or as involved in the sport as the fighter. So that's why I say, no, there's no hate in, in anything that you or K-Rod said. I just wanted to play devil's advocate. Now, that doesn't mean that what I'm saying is right. I only said that um, it adds a little bit of validity to the anger they have. But still, I feel your argument outweighs mine in that uh, perspective, because what is the job of a teacher to give the students the tools to be able to succeed. And you did not do that as a coach. So you don't have any room to be angry. I was playing devil's advocate to get even more pushback from you guys. So I appreciate the way you articulated that and definitely don't back off on any of them. I, I, I want you to be as harsh as K-Rod, you feel me? But K-Rod, what's, what's your, uh, what's your um, kickback on, on my uh rebuttal with being devil's advocate as far as them Literally, um, if if you've seen the three low blows, um, the three rounds given automatically to delay, if he won two rounds, that can got kind of justify the coach's anger for trying to fight, uh, for trying to fight Omar's team. So, we, what's your response to that?
0: I still felt like spiritually, they were already defeated, you know, as the fight got worse, but um, you had all this advantage from, like, all the rounds that you won. It shouldn't have been no problem for you to just bank in those last two rounds to force a draw or you get a split decision, but that never happened, and I never believed in Austin Dulé's abilities to, like, make me think, like, oh, man, he could, you know, he could very well win this fight, and like i had like some like some like deep thoughts like about you know him you know potentially um whatchamacallit like you know him potentially getting like a robbery decision over omar but i mean if he did good enough in those like last you know um you know later rounds to like bank it in to get a split decision then i wouldn't be mad about it like i would have been like okay omar you know you got outworked by a guy that you know, isn't a better boxer, but he just had, the higher work rate. And, you know, at times, Omar, he did look like he was, like, a little bit um, stiff, you know, in there, where he didn't, you know, keep up the tempo high, but he um, he got the job done, you know? Um, he doesn't, you know, come to just, you know, mess around and, you know, like, you know, try to make it seem like he's just going out there dominating people. No, like, um, he tries to get the job done, and he tries to get the victory. So, uh, that's all that I respect from Omar. But as for Austin, I'm just—I was never really sold on him because he, because he's never shown to me like, you know, anything different from his fights where he's been tested, where he makes any sort of like adjustments. And you know, every time when he's been knocked out, he never comes back. You know, I look the same. Like he's just—he's just that type of guy where. He walks inside of the room thinking that he's gonna do something today to be productive, but then he does the complete opposite because he knows that (laughs) he's not—he's not doing anything correctly. Like it's like one of those like, like, uh, think about it—it's like one of those dipshits that try to bother you in public that you keep seeing at your local store, and uh, they have like criminal intent to like do harm to you one day. But it's like they keep bothering you And they keep aggravating you to the point where You don't know what they're going to do to you next time They see you but uh, They're just that type of person where they don't have You know like the right mindset Coming into any situation so I mean that's just how I view Austin He's a very undisciplined fighter With very um, um With very Just like I don't know Like just very pussy minded thoughts you know what I'm saying Like he just He doesn't he doesn't go to school to be great You know
1: what I'm saying Like I think you guys yeah, I think you guys hit on the The exact points that Like it, It's it's really that If his coach Like D-Hav said If his, his coach could have just gave him the tools And told him what to do To be prosperous Like you said K-Rod If he would have won three rounds Three clear rounds You win the fight you got three rounds given to you from the, from the low blows. If you win three out of a 10 rounder, six, well, technically at six rounds, um, out of a championship fight will give you a draw, but six rounds out of a 10 rounder wins the fight. So if you'd have won three rounds and I think the, the thing that I feel both of you hit on, but you kind of articulated clearly K-Rod was mindset. It's mindset with him. And it's like, it's someone who I feel, and it's just like you said, and not to like piggyback too much, K-Rod was, it's somebody who comes into the gym every day and you're like, today's going to do something special. And today's just never, and today never comes. You know what I mean? And he has all of the tools. I feel like he can actually do it all because like D have said, he dropped in, 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 in exchanges. There were ex- exchanges he stole with with the left hand with him uh doubling his jab to be to land for um to land to be effective where he was actually trying to land the jab to hurt or land the jab to score he would actually be effective and steal some exchanges by being last or um throwing some good counter shots and even leading some exchanges the issue is he didn't take control of the entire round in any of those rounds he would let the round get away from him and let omar continue to be the aggressor to own the real estate to own the momentum to be more uh the 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 cleaner effective shots become from omar um it was very it was very obvious on the um on the judging side of things now were there nuances that that made him in the fight that kept him in the fight absolutely but was he running away with any one round? No, absolutely not. So, um, yeah, now I ain't I seen the ha- the highlights that, that there were, which there were very few, um, on uh, shitchen and uh, uskadei, it's like <laughs> not, and shishin, shit, whatever the fuck his name is, Vladimir. Gonna... Um, yeah, thank you. Talk to me about that fight, y'all.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it, I mean for me for me, it was basically what I expected I knew Scott Tiki was still a puncher but once I saw him get dropped by people like Lionel Thompson, you know, losing that fight, he had been on like a three fight knockout streak but it was against, you know, I think it was like back in Venezuela or something or at the very least there were opponents that weren't even close to anything marketable uh, I'm glad Justin got this opportunity, he had been fighting on like Showbox and sleet of Promotions for the longest so it's about time he got some prime time action Uh, He's nothing particularly special, but I figured he was durable enough to handle Skateki's power, which he was. He leaves his hands down a lot, which is unfortunate, but like I said, his durability held up, and he was able to uh, decision Uzi. I mean, Uzi's passed it. He's been dropped by people with less power than Shishkin. Uh, Shishkin got some tightening up to do, but then again, 168 is a weak division, so he could do some damage, but I don't really see him getting a belt with the other people. Like, uh, you know, these are both two B-level dudes. So the scrap was entertaining for what it was, but it was just a battle of two limited skill sets, uh, both offensively and defensively. So, you know, it was cool. It was a cool little fight. I think it lasted a little bit too long because we was trying to get to the real smoke. But, uh, yeah, no, I mean, Shishkin's cool. I mean, good, good win. But as far as him fighting dudes like Benavidez, Murrell Jr., like, even, honestly, Plant, like, is the type of nigga that could outbox him. So, you know, he got, he got some tightening up to do, but we'll see.
1: Okay, God. yeah 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 <laughs> shitty chin and uskategi low uzi lows what what you got on that
0: yeah i think i think shitty you know shitty bitty mongol looking chin chin looked real bad um <laughs> like the usual um he looked like the usual suspects <laughs> but uh yeah uh, i think i think both of them just look like trash like i mean i don't i don't have any hatred against well i don't know like i think i think i might hate o- jose Uscaragi because
1: i don't know real quick, real like quick. for the record he meant the the usual suspects from the actual movie the usual suspects not not the usual suspect six that's the family but continue family
0: yeah i just think either way this fight shouldn't have never happened in the first place because from what from what I heard, um, I thought Jose Uzcadegi, he got caught for cheating. Well
1: and he did. So, Bro, you, you still know, in my talking points. You still in yeah, my talking but, points. psych novel. Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> he
0: he was supposed to fight David Benavides, right? And David Benavides was supposed yes, to sir. fight him. So it's like you know even though that they were able to get that fight made between Benavides and plant right away it's like why isn't jose uzkaragi like not being set on you know the shelf like like how is he able to get a fight so quick with uh, vladimir shishkin like it just
2: it's because they were trying to it's because they're trying to move shishkin up they're trying to get some actual mileage out. hold of
1: on him. hey it's like, no, I ain't, I need I mean to go ahead. Sorry, D-, <laughs> D, 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 Y'all, y'all literally on point. Y'all on point. Y'all stealing my whole speaking point. But go ahead, D, have Sorry. <laughs> oh, okay. Well, then I'll just
2: cut it short. But, yeah, all I'm saying is that they're just trying to get some mileage out of Chisting. Because the niggas, what, 30, 32? Even fighting on right. Showbox for the longest. Doing, like, random club shows. And he's sitting there undefeated. He's got a decent punch to him. He could put on some entertaining scraps. And at the very least, he's a good, you know, he's a good step up for any new booty they can get their hands on. Like, they, like watch them feed this nigga the Morel or somebody.
1: Preach. <laughs> See, hold on, real quick. I'm going to just dive in real quick because I want y'all to finish this off. It's like, literally, y'all got it. Like, y'all, I was going to save my little talking points for last. And it's like, y'all articulated already why I only watched the highlights. I couldn't stomach or bring myself to watch um the fight a because just like D have said we were ready to get to the real smoke b because i already seen the play this is one of the their eastern european built monsters right and um and then we got uskotsky uh who was supposed to fight uh david benavidez and then i don't recall the order but two things happened because he was supposed to fight david benavidez twice actually he was supposed to fight him once and then it was the drugs or it was the injury quote unquote and then he was fight him again he was supposed to fight him again and then it was um either the injury or the drugs and then out of nowhere he gets this quick turnaround and then we're like yeah why so fast on the quick turnaround because a they're trying to build this schickin and then b um it puts uscottgi in a position um A more disadvantageous position with the PBE, where they have the power because hey you tried to cheat our guy that we're trying to build in david benavidez so since you fucked up twice and you're not and you're already on gatekeeper status do us this one solid to prove that that you're honorable you this guy he's a guy we're building and he they're they're not saying this but this is the play you fight this guy you you're the b side for this guy we're building and you're, you're being brought here to lose in essence. But that will be good enough for us to put you, to give you another opportunity because right now you're not deserving of an opportunity. We give we the biggest bags over here and what's, what's forcing us to keep you in the game, right? Because um, at 168, we got David Benavidez and David Morrell and you're looking more like a liability than an asset to us. But that said, um, that's why I wasn't able to really feed into the like why, why am i even gonna watch this shit there's a built uh eastern european who really ain't shit and then uh uskatsugi basically fighting somebody who he know he can't beat just so that he can keep the bag coming in from pbc because there's not many guys he can beat already at 168 and then we're talking about 168 right or are we talking about 160 because uskatsugi fought caleb plant at 168 he fought um, he was gonna fight David Benavidez at one sixty eight. So if this is one sixty eight, he got serious problems at one sixty eight, and, and he ain't a problem uh, for nobody. Shit chin. So um, all I really had on that. But I, I I definitely want y'all to conclude and pick it apart the way y'all the way y'all do. But that's why I had to dive in because I'm like both of y'all got both sides of my talking points. But uh, but chime in please.
0: Yeah, I'll just uh, say like, Jose Uzukaragi, like, I think he really just gave up a lot of his years up of his like, really, really best versions when he was champion, and ever since then, when he lost the plant he just fell off like, I just felt like there was something in him where there was something that I didn't know about him that just didn't seem right with me because like He was basically being hyped up like like almost like another um, Lucas on Matisse in a way at um, 168. But the only difference was that, you know, Matisse, he was actually putting in that work, you know, actually beating everybody. But with Luz like, he didn't really beat anybody other than Andre Durrell. But it's like, you know, okay, like, give him credit for beating Andre Durrell. But then after that, what? it's like um he never decided to go after his brother anthony um he could have not not, not
1: to interrupt you but but that's part of the play right because think about even a lucas matisse in in, in that aspect who did lucas matisse actually beat whenever he, he he made his way over here
0: yeah i agree with that uh, you know what um, i
1: mean so it's like it's a also, perfect parallel also, um, that you draw you drew i mean because sister, when you sorry go ahead yeah
0: yeah um his uh sister Edith um Soledad um but got Matisse uh she went through uh-huh. like the same thing um for uh, like like four on women's boxing so that's basically how you know a lot of those South American fighters really get hyped up you know to come over yeah. to the States
1: well, hold on, y'all yeah it's Lucas... almost like y'all sorry go and... ahead bro
2: y'all saying Lucas Matisse ain't beat nobody like is that
1: what you're No, no, about? no, 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 no. Not that. No, not not yes, that. Somebody. Who did he beat, though, D-Half? D, D who did he beat, though? As far as who he beat, I mean, he beat, he, beat, like, he
2: beat Demarcus Corley.
0: He beat Kodo.
1: He beat Lamont Peterson. Like oh, yeah, that. yeah, yeah. Hold yeah, on. Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Hold on. He beat Kodo. You said he beat Lamont Peterson. Yeah, okay, Provodnikov, but, but I ain't really giving him Provodnikov, so he beat... Kodo, he beat Lamont Peterson. So you can't say Chop Chop Corley because Chop Chop Corley is on everybody's resume as well as, and mind you, I met Chop Chop. He was the first name in boxing I met and Chop Chop is good people's. Why can't he have Provodnikov? Why why can't he have Provodnikov? He beat Provodnikov
2: that's cleaner than everybody else.
1: No, I I, I said I'm not necessarily giving on Provodnikov because I wasn't necessarily sold on Provodnikov because I'm talking, the point I'm making actually just so that we're clear, the reason I feel like K-Rod is good in drawing a parallel between Matisse and Um Ushkategi is because when you beat somebody like a Darrell, right? And when you beat somebody like a Kodo, right, you, you have two solid names in, in Matisse and 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 um, Uskategi to to sell as punchers, right? Because they beat two solid names. But outside of that, that's when things start to get questionable. Now, when you said um Lamont Peterson, we're like, okay, that'll separate Matisse from that analogy. But the reason the parallel is valid is because it's once they get over here. That's when we start and once they get to that over over here, meaning once they get matched up with the elite level, it's not who they fought, it's who they beat. You feel me? And that's where I feel like um the value and, and and the packaging in these fighters the Uskati and the um the matises of of the likes are are drawn into a type they're drawn into a type well he uh, uh, was
2: never hyped to be anything though like he
1: like, no, I, I was was being built early on he definitely I, was being built early I, on I as understand. a puncher that's why pbc got him there because he was he was trusted now granted now and he was a champion as well so granted he was he was some big shit but it was because of his for like that's my thing it, you're you're it seems like the inboxing, you're a monster when you're in in your homeland but when you get to um the united states that's always dispelled and the parallel between matisse and um and Uskatagi has has not been disproven because once they got to the elite level, they were losing to guys who were pro, who were top guys, but not even champions yet at the time. Do you feel well, about yeah, what I'm saying?
2: Ma- yeah, Matisse Matisse was trying to be built up as something massive by HBO. That that I understand, but I think that in this particular set of circumstances, I'm going to disagree with K Rod about them trying to build him up into something. I think that was more of a position of trying to occupy a belt in the division. More so than actually create a monster, because he's just a puncher, but he's he's relatively one-dimensional. There's nothing incredible about him. Even the fights with Darrell were kind of you know sketchy, and Darrell had actually fought better competition, so it would have made more sense that they focused more on Durrell So I don't think that they were trying to actually build him up. But well, he was the uptick
1: guy, so they were forced to, right? They were forced to get behind him because he was because he became the upset guy. It's exactly now. And and, and again, that's just pushback. You're absolutely right on that. Darrell, even um, being uh, the touted amateur, uh, I believe he was an Olympian as well. Like, uh, yeah, like he was the the Darrell brothers were the dogs they were backing. But in him being upset, what, what do you do besides get behind even more the person that you had already signed to be? A possible threat to to oppose him anyway. Similar uh, affair with um, n- not not as similar, but I mean, as far as what happened with uh Lubin and Charlo, you feel me? They were backing Charlo. Charlo was the guy, but Lubin was their new guy, and he was the new guy, up and coming. And not saying that they were backing Uskatski to the extent in which they were backing uh, uh Lubin, but I'm just giving an, uh, another analogy and when you uh upset that guy you send that guy back a, a, a few blocks and you take that light so charlo not only was the backed guy but he got he began to be spotlighted even more after the lubin win and uskate began to be, be spotlighted more after the derail win so that's why i i, I see i i appreciate the the pushback really but i see i still see where Rod's coming from in in that aspect you you feel me because i'm like they were built around being the punchers and being and built around being the monsters not necessarily built around their their technical ability you feel me but again i i feel like it, it makes them that foreign uh commodity that turns again into a liability um once once they they're faced up against the elite level. I think that's one thing we can all agree on, maybe not on the specificity of the analogy, but on the fact that when they get over here, drawing even taking the attention away from Muscogee and putting it back on the the person that we're really indirectly talking about in Shitchen, it's like none of us were really invested in this uh third coming of Golovkin. You know what I mean? Like it it's just is what it is. Because it's like as soon as they get over here, we see so many holes in their game where we're just like, yeah, you can box. That's as cool. But it's like you being able to just box made you the monster and where you were and brought you all of this backing and all of this pound for pound status. Right. And then you get over here and, and you're just you're just the Mickey Ward. You know, you're just the arterial Gotti. So I think. I think that's where, I think not to speak for all of us. I, I feel like, in 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 a nutshell, that's where we're all le- leaning for with Shitty Chin. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah, look, at case in point. I want to make um, uh, before anybody you know uh, uh, brings up another point of uh, of uh, that interview that I had, or it was like an interview, but you know that show that I had with that um, uh, that um, Ukrainian fighter. Uh, Fyodor Shikaskin. Um, he brought up a good point to me about the Eastern European fighters. Like a lot of them, really, just have such a basic skill set. But it's like their names aren't known until they actually come over to the states because the amateur system that he explained to me, um, I don't think if I don't think he purely like elaborated, like elaborated well on it, but. Um, I want to say that he did, but he basically said that uh, the guys out of the Eastern European School of Boxing are not known to be fighting with a professional style to begin with. So, you know, once you transition to the professionals, you end up having such a harder time to convert because you don't study all the other styles. You just look at all the you know, Eastern European amateur styles to think that's a good style to bring to the pros. And um, I think that's why so many of these fighters from the Ukraine and Russia and, you know, um, Uzbekistan and all these other places, like, um, they're getting so hyped up on, you know, these fighters, you know, being promoted. But it's like at the end of the day, they're not putting in this work to actually get better. And if it was to be true, it's like uh, they should be running through all the competition over here in America and not fighting some unknown fighters that people haven't heard of. Like, I mean, like that should be like your typical standard, you know, promotional platform if you're going to be building those fighters up to become world champions. But uh, that's simply not true. So, um,
1: yeah.
0: Yeah. Like, I just figured that I bring that point because it just I would
1: say. Yeah. To that, that, that makes sense on him saying essentially they have a closed-in school. It's similar to the Cuban school. It's like the Cuban school only knows the Cuban way because that's what they're exposed to. That's their only system, and and I get that. It's just when you're when you're being built up to be a monster be a monster you know what i mean don't always be don't consistently be exposed and it's okay to be rooted in your system it's just introduce your system to the elite level sooner than when you're trying to um be marketed to the world as a monster because if that's your if your introduction to us our, our introduction to the monster is also your introduction to the elite level not just the american system or 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 other universal styles but um but the elite level in general then that's going to consistently be a problem for every school not just the eastern european school you know what i mean but i but it could also be an issue of location getting out of there to get over here or but it, it it also it's proven because when you see triple g um go to a abel sanchez or go to a steve rolls or you see a um go to a teddy atlas that's proof of them only being exposed to their system you know because they're like i need to see what they're what they're doing over here i need to see what the elite level is and it it it's not it's not too late at that point but it's just like damn like you have to introduce these schools of uh boxing and and integrate them uh or introduce them to the elite level sooner than um the olympics and and the pros or else they'll constantly run into the same problems from slick American fighters or um, powerful Latino fighters or, you know what I mean? The the list goes on and on. The creative Cuban fighters, you, you feel me? Like there's so many different schools and the benefit that we have here in America is we were introduced to these systems because they're integrated. Whereas the further you go out, it seems like it's less integrated. The, the Asian school is only exposed to to the Asian system as well as the Eastern Europeans, but maybe they're more exposed to each other than we are to them, you know. But um sorry to sorry to go so hard on that. Let's get to the main the main event, the main point, the main reason we chill. So we had Rivera versus Frank Martin, man. DF half
2: I- well, like i said I, I initially had frank martin by stoppage um I, I figured that i figured that at some point uh honestly i thought that rivera would go ahead and sweep maybe the first four rounds clean just because he's longer and frank will take some time to adjust to him um i knew he didn't have a lot of fortitude on the inside i figured frank will pop him with the southpaw rear uppercut and transition over to a right hook get him wobbled and then finish him off in the 11 that they're steadily breaking him down but it just it was well first off i noticed that frank martin wasn't wearing his usual mx gloves i noticed he was wearing power locks so i thought he might have hand issues because he switched to a softer glove but you know so i kind of i kind of figured maybe the stoppage will happen maybe it wouldn't but uh actually rivera i gave rivera no rounds it was a fucking wash He was in there you know he was in there from the very beginning taxing that ass from beginning to end rivera had very few moments of actual success he tried to punch between frank martin's punches that didn't work he tried to out jab him, that didn't work. He neutralized his jab, worked on the inside, had him on the back foot. That just Rivera didn't do shit. He didn't do shit because he couldn't do shit, and it, it was a wash. I like halfway through it, I started tweeting and texting people and I'm like, damn, this Rivera's not even making this shit interesting. His lack of southpaw experience was very obvious. Uh, definitely need to go back to the drawing board. And as far as his um, as far as far as how much success he was actually going to have, when I saw him get dropped by Fernandez, that pretty much told me everything I needed to know. Not to mention, he had been wobbled before, and and also in his short career, like I said, he very he had very little, if any, actual southpaw experience, and this is literally one of the best southpaws, you know, south of of 147, you know, so it uh it it went a little different than I expected, but uh yeah, no, Frank Frank did his thing, he smoked him. Like I said, I picked him to win by knockout, but he just washed his ass instead, and uh. Onto bigger and better things, and and also I don't want to hear people trying to diminish Rivera's skill set. Give Frank Martin some goddamn credit now. Nah, some people say, "Oh, Rivera was a hype job." No, he was he he wasn't hyped up yet, but he was solid. And I'll tell you this: he'll beat up people like fucking TFP Moore, Ryan Garcia. That's for goddamn sure. But that's all I got,
1: bro. I'm a K. Rod. You got to get the last words on this. I'm gonna jump in uh, because. I'm basically twinning his his statement like i mean literally he had he had it very similar to the way i had it i i had it in my prediction i said mid to late i mean late mid stoppage which was anywhere after the middle rounds but before the late rounds so seven to nine and um even though he had the stoppage later but i had in my mind the way it would play out was michelle rivera frustrating him uh from the distance Um, with straight shots and pissing Frank off to the point where those later rounds he actually um frustrating him so much that we we start to question Frank's boxing ability because I would like to say going into this it seemed like everyone for the most part who had Frank had Frank by stoppage and everyone who had Michelle Rivera they had him out boxing him so none of us equally um gave the respect to uh to um frank martin for his boxing ability and he came out there um though i thought michelle rivera would frustrate him and he would figure him out and be frustrated kind of outboxed and stop rivera he did the converse he went out there and outboxed rivera a shutout literally outpitched a shutout um to the taller to the lengthier fighter um and People said he had no adjustments. And granted, I was guilty for for participating in that as well, but that's false. Uh, Michelle Rivera had adjustments, just as uh, DeHive uh, hinted towards. He tried to punch in between the punches. He tried to lead with combinations, and he tried to counter. (laughs) frank martin is so fucking good that he made it so that it looked like he was doing the same thing over and over again no he just forced it um i mean he made it so that his game plan worked he imposed his game plan on that man not just imposed his will he imposed his game plan on that man so when rivera tried to initiate um the 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 trade he utilized what was a part of the game plan to shut that shit down and get right back on the double jab cross high double jab low and pick him apart and then Rivera would try to uh punch in between and just as Diaz said he nullified that and then got right back on the double jab high low um countering them with uh good uh I mean initiating and countering with good right hooks um good angles but it was the same game plan it was consistent he's always been one of the most consistent uh prospects turn contenders now but that 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 i've been having my eye on and that derrick james system is so rooted in him um but yeah he thoroughly impressed me because he pitched the shutout and in the rounds that i thought he was going to get stoppage, he got the knockdown in but it wasn't like he was desperate for the knockdown he literally was cleaning this like washing this man and then we got him for the victory and uh we got call outs of tank and we got uh him responding to to roley being a heckler uh to to his promoter we got we, we we got a little bit of everything in his um very uh loud silence if you will so very proud of frank martin and i'm glad that he got a title eliminator and we can look forward to um, him moving on to bigger and better things. K-Rod, K-Rod, what you got?
0: And yeah, all I have to say is that Michelle Rivera, he gotta stop with these weird ass excuses and uh, to Hello, you know, you know, with his man fans trying to say, oh, you know, Michelle Rivera, he was weight drained, blah, 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 and I'm like, dude, like, I just don't get it. Like, he literally said at the press conference, "Oh, like I have more experience in him, and I have more fights in him, and blah blah blah." And I'm like, "Okay, like you really think that you're all, you know, high and mighty and and so tough with like um what you say?" And then come fight night, you get absolutely destroyed. So now you make yourself look like a absolute failure, in which like he's not like a failure. He actually did something really good to make his you know legacy better because like you've now you know put yourself you know in a higher pedestal fighting frank so that both helps your marketability as fighters growing you know into more um how to say veteran style fighters but uh no like it's just like i understand he you know he envisions you know muhammad ali And he wants to be, like, the greatest just like him. But I think Michelle Rivera was so hyper. um, He was too comfortable with, like, what PBC was giving him as far as just, like, all this great promotion, which was awesome because, like, I never thought of him to be a bum. And I never thought of him to be, like, a hype job. I thought, you know, Rivera, he can go all the way. But I wasn't thinking he was going to be, like, the absolute best, best. But it's just like, okay, like, If you were wanting to fight guys like Tank and all these big names and it takes a guy like Frank Martin to basically beat the brakes off you and you now want to make weird excuses of saying, oh, well, you know, uh, this just wasn't, you know, like my fight that I should have have technically lost. And it's like, I saw like, um, I don't know if you guys know that one YouTuber that I think um art man had uh some beef with um i don't know if like i don't know if you know him yeah, The broadway joe yeah, yeah 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 that guy um i saw his video where he was talking with um, michelle rivera and michelle rivera was making all these weird ass excuses after uh, the fight he was saying oh you know it's so hard because you know people have People of Hispanic descent have such a harder time of getting a title. And I'm like, dude, Uh, you were talking all this tough shit, thinking that you were going to, like, be like the next great thing. And I'm like, what happened to all that energy? You should have just been like, okay, look, Frank Whiting beat me, but, you know, this is not the best version of me that you've seen out of me yet. Like, if you said something like that and you said, next time, you know, I'm going to be smashing everybody, you know, at 140 and up, or at on um, one thirty-five, then I definitely would have um, respected that a lot better because, you know, his energy now shows to me that you don't want to take ownership of a defeat, knowing that you didn't really do bad, like you just had like a really outclass night. And I mean, it, it happens in any sport. No, he did. At that. the end of the day, it's just that you have to lose in order to win, to grow as a man and as a human. But Case in point, it's just that if you're going to be great and you don't end up being successful, you should still make those adjustments to come back stronger because, like, you know, that's what builds men into, you know, um, responsible beings. So um, that's like my thoughts.
2: Now he did do bad. It's important that he understands that he did bad because he does need to know that he's going to need to make the proper adjustments you know, in the future to different opponents. I mean, Frank Martin is a rarity, and he's a unique fighter, but no, it's... And also, like, I'm not going to shit on Broadway Joe, because I know Broadway Joe's got, like, a Dominican shtick, so that's how, like, he drives viewership, and he, you know, he represents the Dominican fighter contingent. That's perfectly fine, but that's some straight bullshit, what he said about uh, Hispanics having a tougher time to get title shots. PBC is, like, more... PBC has more Mexican fighters than they do black fighters, so I don't even (laughs) know... (laughs) <laughs> I, I, I don't even know why they're known as the black promoter, because they promote far more Mexican fighters than they do black fighters. You can oh, count. it's so Preach. hard to get a title. Preach. <laughs> you can count on one fucking hand how many top black fighters they got. They got Spence, Wilder, Charlo, Tank, and wow, that might literally be fucking it. So That's crazy
1: understand. you say that. And in and, and response to that, how many uh, Mexican world champions are there? You can't count on one hand because there are eight, right? There's like seven so- of them yeah okay. there's seven or eight right so in contradiction yeah, to that Mexican, direct like
0: americans
1: yeah so it's like come on man that, that makes absolutely yeah. no sense even, even and like, i agree with y'all like for real shit like i do agree with y'all um i will say i guess from the fighter's perspective f- perspective if you will like now that latinos having a hard time with the title absolute bullshit can't say anything about that but But it was feeling his low after expressing extreme extreme happiness. Now, take this into consideration, I guess. Um, But when you're at your peak, right? You're doing things that you can't do on average. Hence, you're at your peak. Um, You feel different. You move different. um, You think different. And you should be at your supreme confidence, right? and um you should feel the sky is the limit if you're that close now granted and to your guys's point um your feet should be on the ground absolutely not somewhat but firmly rooted in the ground now that that's a a side point to where i'm going with this but remember that your feet should be rooted in the ground but when you're at your peak and you're at supreme confidence. Like he was saying, I'm the better fighter. I'm a more experienced. uh, I'm a top level contender. He's just a prospect. And, um, it, it, there's a thin line between, uh, there's a thin line that you don't want to cross that, that should have caution tape on it. Um, and it's between confidence and delusion or confidence and cockiness. And, that peak at times and your environment your entourage not having guys like d have or not having guys like k rod around you to be able to keep your feet firmly rooted um your ego can begin to float away and which is why in the analogy big-headed or air-headed it, it they draw parallels to um air because you're your. are you're, you're your ego begins to get bigger than your body um so much so that your ass will write it i mean your mouth will write a check that you ask and then right after that right after your you've been proven to not just be confident and supremely at your peak but to be proven to not be everything that you were saying via your performance um and then knowing that the entire world is looking at you with the opposite eyes that you encourage them to to view you in you're at an extreme low now you feel me and coming off of a fight you're damaged so you're no longer at your peak so you're thinking a lot more realistically right your feet are forced to be on the ground at this point right because you've experienced an L and you you may not know Ali experienced the L early on, but in his mind, he's Ali. He's Cassius Clay. He's Ali, the unstoppable, the unfeated, the the undefeated. You know what I mean? And then when he experiences this low, again, he doesn't have people like a K-Rod or a, um, a, a, a DeHive to um, pick him up even, not just keep his feet fam- firmly rooted, but to tell him that Hey, you you, you were a little, you were overlooking your opponent. Hey, we, we got to go back to the drawing board. Hey, we, we got to make some adjustments. It's not just about the gimmick here. You feel me? But when you just got yes men around you, you got people around you in your environment that, that just blame it on, hey, it, it was your weight, son. It was your this. It was your that. And, I, and I'm not giving them an out. I'm just again playing devil's advocate or giving the fighter's perspective if you will right you you could have so many people your managers your handlers and i'm not saying that this is what occurred i'm just saying this could be um why those words came out of his mouth um or or why he's feeling the way he's feeling as far as being at an ultimate low and feeling like he's broken where you you guys hinted to to his emotional state as well as drew Titan said he was rubbing his Ali throw out he was basically crying on stage you know what I mean like that to me and and my response was it be like that because again everything I just said isn't just to play devil's advocate it's what I it's what I experienced I experienced giving an interview um for the family I'm LDBC loyalist you know what I mean and giving um interview to the family and talking to K-Rod even and and telling everyone how i feel about um how i'm gonna attack the game and then i experienced the l being too anxious and um being a bundle of nerves and it was it put me at the op the opposite end of that that spectrum and then i got right back out there right um and in between the fights i suffered a little injury but i got right back out there and again tried to change not only my perspective but the family's perspective of me right and um in his in his world that's his fans that's his backers that's his sponsors that's his endorsers that's his handlers that's his team um and i get right back out there and in my case i take another l but my ability to bounce back from that l is different from his ability to bounce back from this l and the um aspect of this is his first one you know what i mean it literally shattered his world. Just like the first one shattered mine. He has to actually go through that entire process of getting away from the excuses that maybe his team put his head or maybe that he was feeling or reaching for. He has to also pick the pieces back together of himself that is shattered. And he can put he two, one, one or two things can happen. He can put those pieces back together and uh, find the pieces he was missing or He can put those pieces back i mean and become stronger or he can put those pieces back together and they don't have any glue they're just literally standing on top of each other and they'll be broken down again so um that's that's me playing devil's advocate and 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 in that perspective and sorry to be so long-winded about it but from from me looking at it from the outside looking in and not playing devil's advocate and actually seeing what i saw um I, I kinda saw it from Yahweh. I'm like, bro, you was talking a lot of shit, bro. You was talking big shit. And I don't give a fuck where you from or who you is. Everybody know if you talking that shit, you gotta stand on it. Or you got if you talking that shit, you gotta back it up. And you didn't back it up. And now and now you you not only is you broken, I, I, I any man can understand being broken, but now you making excuses. Like that's where we at i don't think we ever heard ali making no excuses so that's so again like i i I see exactly where where y'all coming from with it and it's just me playing devil's advocate i think i I gotta kind of articulate the other half of why a motherfucker might be reaching for excuses because the closest people around him is like hey is this or you could you could have did that or and and even when you don't know why maybe you're so caught up even in your abilities like that you're like, it couldn't have been me. It couldn't have been flaws. I worked too hard. It's it had to be my weight. Or it had to be, you know, that's when you start reaching for truths and not actually reviewing and embracing what happened. And that could also be because we got his responses immediately after. We 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 didn't get his responses days or 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 a week or so after because that that time is still yet to pass. But um I kind of reached reached my time. Um, I, I kind of want to get some last words from y'all for me. I'm not I'm not ending the show. This ain't my. It's not in my power to do that. <laughs> um, but I gotta get ready to get off of here. But um, y'all got anything else to say on that or anything I said last before I get up out of here? Yeah,
0: um, I just wanted to just piggyback off of it. Um, you know, um, my wrestling coaches have taught me very well. Um, you know, on taking losses. And they tell me that losses only define a man if a man is actually not mentally stable to take it. And um, I think it just shows that, you know, what the Mike Tyson man and, and in the mirror theory to be so true because, you know, when you lose, you know, to the man in the mirror in you, after you've taken like a loss, it's like, You know that's what makes boxing such a very uh deprecated sport in terms of like people being so religiously connected on losses because it's like just because you lose is not the end of your world but people are so like mentally inclined to think that every male and female has to be undefeated in the sport to, to be considered great and it's not true at all because I could easily name you like five world champions that have a crap load of losses, and they were beating everybody's butt after they lost. Like even when I used to wrestle, like I went twenty-seven and three. But um, if I want to include like my tournament, like my tournament victories and defeats, like I was still beating everybody up. Like uh, there's still no excuse. And um, I think honestly, that's why that I love MMA more. Like, you know when it comes to just losses because those fighters are just constantly just having fun you know they're enjoying their careers after they get knocked out or you know just have like a really you know tough uh you know hard fought uh, split decision loss like you know those guys don't argue and complain about them you know losing like they just go back to the drawing board and they just keep getting better so I don't understand why boxing can't operate like that because if it did, like, boxing would be awesome. Like, there wouldn't be any need to worry about, like, a payday if a fighter's so concerned about them losing money because it's like, if it's really, like, about that, then we as fans need to stop, you know, putting our money into, you know, corrupt sanction bodies and promoters that are screwing a fighter's paychecks to go back out there and, You know fight the big fights that we want them to be in because you know if they're worrying about how much money they're gonna lose in their next fight because they lost to this other tough guy or tough girl that beat them it's just like uh, that's just not right you know what i'm saying like (coughs) i just think um at the end of the day uh, uh this is just a sport and um, it should be treated like any other sport in the world. Like you like, um you come into the sport to be great, but you should get paid handsomely for what you do. And on top of that, you should not be worrying about losses. You know, as long as you're continuing to fight the best and getting paid for what you do to be great, then losses are nothing more than just like a number, just being recorded. And on top of that, losses in certain cases make you extremely better because if you are Facing the tougher opposition um, in boxing, then you know um, you don't need to like like um, you don't need to worry about losing that often because if you're making those adjustments and getting better, then nine times out of ten you're most likely gonna dominate the sport if you keep getting better. But if you choose not I to do that, then you. that's why fighters stay where they stay because uh, I agree so with you about you know being mentally destroyed in their next fight, and it's like no it's not true because it's like fighters that were great that had plenty of losses they were still dominating people after their their losses so you know my final point is that you should not worry about what the record is going to be you should just worry about recouping your mind get back into the gym when you're mentally in shape and then just get back out there and just fight you know just be successful like like, you know, reach for look, the stars. It's like uh, there is no limitation on what you do. Only you decide if you don't want to continue your career. And for me, you know, look, the true fans that actually do like any athlete that supports them, it's like, I want to see you back. I want to put like my money to go see you fight. But guess what? Only you do that. Not me. But guess what? Like, I'm still going to ride for you because... I'm a very loyal, you know, type of person, you know what I'm saying? Like, even if I, you know, was, like, a part of your team, like, I'd still rock out for you. I'd be like, yo, bro, just because that you lost to this, you know, guy that was talking smack to you, like, like screw him, man. Like, he's not, like, he's not really meaning that because he knows that he's going to get his ass whipped um, one day by some killer, but guess what? If you continue to keep getting better and listen to your motivation that drives you, you know, out of, like, your day to keep getting better in the sport then uh, by all means necessary that's what fighters need to be focusing on you know uh, that's what you know, keeps up the sport better so
1: and the secret and, and a big secret a big secret like is that's all fighters truly need to hear is what you just said about um so the the unconditional support and that we ain't break your heart by by suffering a, or suffering a loss like that and also when you drew parallels to the fact that, um, uh, the undefeated record isn't prioritized in and, and mixed martial arts is also why I prioritize my focus in mixed martial arts right now. Um, do you have, uh, you got any, uh, words on, on what I was saying as far as the fighter's perspective or, and as well as, um, um, on, I mean, regarding the, uh, Rivera situation or any last words in general before i have to dip out
2: not particularly i mean rivera rivera's still a good fighter you know as far as as far as the excuses that he made his situation you know, i i chalk that up to just psychological right now but if he stay tight if he if he stays stay talking shit i'm gonna have to get on his ass but no um oh, yeah you know, all of us <laughs> yeah. But, but no, yeah you know it, it wasn't it wasn't. It wasn't like he got demolished. It wasn't like he was brutal, beaten brutally. He just lost twelve rounds to nothing. So he'll recoup, uh, get a comeback fight or two, and then you know he'll be back in. Uh, he'll be back in contention for a uh, top ten ranking. It's fine. It'll be all
1: right. And if he does that, he is um, Salsa Ali. If he does not do that, he is no Salsa Ali. that's all there is to it if he makes adjustments and and jumps back on the horse and and fires back at it as hard as he can which was like the weirdest (laughs) the weirdest setup of analogy like jumps back to the horse fires like what am i talking about but if 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 he doesn't go back to the drawing board and figure things out and come back as a fresh mindset and and new tools then he is no salsa ali uh self-proclaimed or seen otherwise um but much love um it was great 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 rapping with y'all fucks with y'all heavy is great um testing our boxing iq talking you know what i mean it's it's a beautiful thing i love boxing i can tell y'all love boxing and combat sports in general but um i got to get get out of here so i'm gonna say this well i do not get ready i gotta get ready i gotta get out of here so i will say this please uh um like subscribe follow um all three of our channels subscribe like the the, the live here on k Rod's channel subscribe to combat tool d have uh has a youtube he promised to start making content he he ain't promised i'm throwing words in his mouth oh God, but i strongly i strongly suggest it but this motherfucker is gonna start making content he's dope uh um but yeah subscribe to us all please and uh support the movement we're we're boxing geeks if you will but real motherfuckers that will smack the shit out of you in real life and that's on cuz um but uh you have successfully <laughs> reached your combat tool bag again uh my name is wise the warlock aka prince the hustle guy aka michelangelo the madman and um i'm out family if i I don't know if y'all jumping off or if y'all staying on but thank you again for having me on family Alright, yeah, have a good
0: one yep thanks yeah like i'm still gonna stay on for you know like a bit more longer but yeah uh yeah do you have any more thoughts do you have or i
2: mean not particularly i mean like i said it is what it is i mean um, i think that for uh some comeback fights shit, i don't know uh they can give i mean shit, him and el rio is a good fight
0: they yeah rio is like, actually fucking, a very good fight right now they both just fucking lost uh,
2: you know uh shit, maybe if like <clears throat> some dude like for or or nakatila's not doing anything they can go over there um you Know, but yeah, no, I, I think
0: he'll be fine, he'll be fine. You just got to shake it off. Um, yeah, yeah, just honestly, like, I'm just gonna touch a little bit more on the whole you know, um, Latino, you know, BS that you know, um, Michelle was kind of pulling off, but he was like trying to make it seem like you know, Hispanic fighters don't get any like world title shine which you know obviously that's not even true but it's It's just like he was never even putting himself in like the right position uh, to even get closer to like a title at all and i think he got caught up with like the PBC hype you know i don't know if that's even right to say but like um remember when he was even saying that oh like he was like he was supposed to fight Javante Davis like I think like a year or two ago. Like like he was like um, supposed to be mandated by the WBA and then out of nowhere, you know, he basically um was saying that, you know, that the WBA prevented him and Tank fighting each other, right?
2: That's, I mean, you can say that. That may or may not be true, but number one, I'm not aware of his WBA ranking at the time, so I'm not sure if he was even you know, I can go back and look that up but number two that's something that people just guess like I don't know if he had been in contact with Tank's team but that's just something that the people were assuming that PBC was grooming him to be fed to Tank because that's what it would have been especially considering how he did against the Southpaw like Frank Martin he's actually lucky he didn't fight Tank because Tank would have beat his ass yeah Tank would have killed him yeah, Tank would have beat the living shit out of him. So he's actually pretty fortunate that that fight didn't happen. And he lost the way that he lost. Now at least he has some decent southpaw experience that he can go back to the drawing board. So I don't know where he got that from. And also, with all due respect, Tank isn't a world champion. Tank is the WBA regular champion. So that battle doesn't have uh, a lot of popular respect on it. Like a, like a global, like a real world champion, like a super champion. Because there's only one world champion at Lightweight. And that's definitely handy, so you fight the tank wasn't even for a belt anyway. So, you know, he's wrong on both counts. But, like I said, you gotta lick his wounds, you know, he got his ass whooped. So, he, like I said, we just gotta go back to the drawing board, get another to win or two in, and then get right back in title contention. He's still young, and also he can move up to 140 if it's that serious because he was fighting at 140 before. Yeah, it. he
0: just, yeah, he should have stayed at 140, man. Like, 135 just didn't look right to me. Like, he looked like he was out of shape. Like you know, hydrated wise, and uh, he just didn't scale well. You know, he looked like he was not making the weight comfortably. And uh, every time when he got hit with like a good shot, like his body language showed like he can't take those big shots anymore. And no, I don't um, think he was weight drained, I, I don't
2: think there was anything wrong with his weight. I'm just saying that him going back up to 140 is an option that he has if he feels that he's not being given the battle shot to we will probably have a better time running through the competition at 140 than you would at 135. Because 135 is stacked right now. There's a lot of dudes that could upset you. Like, even even him versus Isaac Cruz. Like, I think he can decision Isaac Cruz, but that's not an easy fight. Because Isaac Cruz can catch him and knock him out. So, you know, it's just it's more risk at 135. So,
0: wait, how would 140 be a little bit easier to get a title? Like, like are you saying... You know, he like he'd be able to like just run right through. Let like, the competition that's not dangerous right now. Or I'm saying that the competition
2: at 140 would be better for him to handle than the competition at 135. There's a lot of skilled boxers at 135. Maybe not all of them have power, but they're incredibly skilled and will beat Rivera pretty easily. Whereas the skill level at 140 is lower.
0: Yeah. So his uh, title opportunities will be way bigger and. Yeah, like I actually like that because I think because I think he'll beat Tia Fimo and he could beat a Barbosa and he can he can wash like you know Jose Ramirez if he's still there and yeah he can smoke after for that, that yeah actually
1: Jose Ramirez
2: just took Regis program by turning down his WBC title mandate so yeah what he can, yeah so he can wash those what. Episodes. Dude, dudes, dudes Yo, like you.
0: that's crazy
2: dudes like Pedraza dudes like Jose Ramirez dudes like Tia Fimo Ryan Garcia Tago. Like he can watch all those dudes whereas at 135 if you're trying to cherry pick you might fucking pick a cherry bomb it's it's harder at 135 because yeah. a lot of dudes are good
0: I mean his toughest opposition will definitely be like Progray Devin Haney and Subra Matias and then Gary Antoine Russell, but everybody else he washes. Yeah.
2: Um and the thing is I don't think he beats any of those people. So I'm just, I'm just Yeah, saying. yeah,
0: yeah. Like I was also gonna bring up another name. I forgot his name. Um don't you know that Mexican dude? His name is um Lindolfo Delgado. I think I think Delgado can beat him. I heard of that person, but i have to look up some Or actually, you know what? Another big name at 140 that would be a fairly difficult style matchup for Michelle would be um, I'd probably say uh, uh, Who's that one guy? Hold on. Um, uh, Let's see. Oh yeah, I got it right here. Um, I would probably say maybe Hmm. Yeah, it's, um, Puelo, Alberto Puelo. maybe. I think I think Puelo might beat him.
2: oh well, that's more 50 but Puelo is another hard-hitting southpaw, so he'd need another fight. He'd need another fight before we, uh, we go ahead and assess that. At least if I'm a team, I'd give him another fight, because if he performs like that against Puello, he might get fucking knocked out.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah.
2: I mean, Poirier's not the best boxer in the world, but you know he is a—he's a reasonably quick, you know, strong jab, goes to the body well, and has some decent punching power. So you know he might get—he might get smoked, fucking especially if that's how he performs against Southpaws, because he wasn't able to be effective. So like I said, I'd need to see more from him before I put him in a situation like that. But just in general, the path to a title at 140 is easier than the path at 135, because there's too many killers.
0: Yeah, and if anything, um he should probably go the WBO route so he could beat off Tia Female or beat up um Liam Peril so he could just get that title shot quicker. But um yeah, Michelle Rivera he's not no bum, man. He's he's a very skilled fighter. He just needs to work on like southpaws. and you know, uh, that's why the I'm like you know, I'm such a believer Southpaws, like you know, run in boxing because it's like, you know, a lot of them are just doing very good in the sport of boxing, and you know, I think, I think honestly, like um, when you're not fighting like enough southpaws in your career, you're just doomed to like uh, doomed to get beat by one. Because so it's
2: there like aren't, there aren't enough southpaws. Southpaws are not very common. They're not very popular, and they're still rare because most people fight southpaws. So, getting good southpaws sparring, fighting southpaws. Is- it's a rarity, so you know, it's just not a lot of them, and not everybody, oh, yeah, and not everybody is a good. South Boston, like Doc Taylor is decent, but I don't think he's a particularly good South Cross.
0: Oh, well, you think he's an orthodox? No, I, I, I don't think
2: he's an orthodox. I just think, like, for a South Boston, he's utilizing all the events that come with being a Southpaw.
0: Yeah, I think your volume's low.
2: Is this better?
0: Yeah, 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 way better. Uh, but yeah, you were saying about Josh Taylor?
2: Yeah, it's not that I think that he's bad. I just think that he doesn't utilize all the advantages that come with being a southpaw. Like, he doesn't, that's why I said he's not he's not a super effective southpaw, because he doesn't utilize all the advantages. That's why he's able to get his ass beat by people like Cataron Regis, who are also <laughs> southpaws, which is weird.
0: Yeah, he gets beat up by devil or southpaw. <laughs> yeah. So when you're a southpaw that can't
2: even defend against a southpaw, what does that say about you?
0: Yeah, you're just not a good southpaw. You're vulnerable.
2: Yeah, like Jamel Herring.
0: Like Jamel Herring
2: can only be successful when he, when he, um, when he yeah. has the southpaw advantage when he's fighting an orthodox fighter. But people forget that even southpaws need southpaw experience. That's why Jamel Herring gets his ass beat whenever he fights a southpaw.
0: Yeah, because he because he rarely fights them. So. Yep, that's how important it is. Yeah, because like you know, for me, like um, when I started boxing, like I, I like I went up against another southpaw, and you know, it kind of confused me at first, but it but you know after like I got the hang of it, like I was like, yo, like it's really not that hard, like really getting to get on par one par with one, but you have to just be like very on point and persistent, but it's like. I try to go after like the you know fighters that are like tougher and like more skilled like you know that mean like you know whenever i train like i never keep myself comfortable being with like a style that i preferably want to be on like like i think of it as if like you know if you're training for like a world title you should be in there with all the more unpredictable styles to get you ready and you know once you're primed and physically you know, prepared. It's like you got all the experience, and you know that should get you ready to be, you know, prepared for anything. But you know, for the case of professional fighters, they don't want to do that, and then that's how they get their asses beat.
2: Like I said, uh, it's just hard to find quality southpaw sparring and quality southpaw porns because there's so few in between. But. I don't think it's a lack of fighters wanting to prepare. I think sometimes they just think it's easier. Sometimes they're ignorant as to, you know, the specific things that you need to do. But, um, you know, I mean, like I said, it's just hard because southpaws aren't common. And the worst part is sometimes Orthodox fighters will turn southpaw on purpose because they know it gives them an advantage like Marvin Hagler did. So, you know, you never know. And then sometimes people try that switch and shit which has a whole other layer of difficulty. So, you know, it's just not easy. It's just not, uh, yeah. It's just not easy to uh, accommodate that type of style. But you know, yeah. Like I said, I mean, Rivera will be fine. Uh, you know, if he wants to. But it's important that he understands that he got outclassed here, and he needs to just go back and review the steps as to why and make the necessary improvements.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. This is crazy, but like, I think, I think he'll. I think he'll like achieve, you know, world championship status if he puts in the work. Um, he just gotta go out there and just do his thing. But um, yeah, let's talk about the upcoming fights this weekend, man. Um, we got some pretty lit fights. Um, I mean, like I think like the only bad part about this weekend is like you only got Joshua Franco against Kazuto Ioka. Um That's for his uh, W. B.O. super flyweight title, right?
2: Uh, is that not a unification? Oh, yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. That's a unification. Yeah, like, I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm actually uh, looking it up right now. Yeah, Franco. Yeah, with the WBA.
2: I don't particularly care for Franco. Uh, I don't, because I remember when he was fighting Maloney, he pretended like he faked a headbutt when he got punched in the fucking eye to prevent from getting knocked up getting knocked right out losing, I didn't like that, uh, so I don't particularly like Franco, uh, I don't, I don't understand why, like, him and his brother have, like, different last names that fucking bugs me, like, why is that dude, Rodriguez, he's fucking Franco, like, it just gets in my head. head, but, um, like, uh, to be honest, I need to watch more, more tape on I go before I make an actual prediction, uh, I was, watch my own tape <laughs> uh, I, got, I got caught up on this uh, this show but um, like uh, yeah no uh, I want to win. I can say that uh, you know, Japanese flippy stuff has a lot of power um, won't be intimidated by the Mexican style because we with him so shit very realistic that Ioka wins and uh, also we see that Franco's prone to getting his eyes shut so if Ioka shuts an eye he can win but uh this person, uh this man had has two losses though. He's been unboxed by advantages and some dudes we we've never heard of. So, um it's difficult. It's difficult that Franco you know, Franco has been knocked out before though. So you know, it's uh it's doable. And and this motherfucker has two draws. My fucking Austin the president the rest of it, he doesn't like people who also throw a lot of punches with him. So honestly I <laughs> I I, I
0: yeah, this is wild, man. Yeah, I think I think him and his brother Jesse, they're gonna they're gonna be uh they're gonna be taken out of the the sport quick. Cause now like I'm hearing like people saying like Jesse Bamba and Rodriguez can can like go up to all these weight classes and dominate everybody, and I'm like dude like from like what i heard didn't he say he's moving back down to like 112 or something and he's trying to get belts there or something like that but it's like yeah case in point he's not doing anything he's not good because people well no i'm not gonna say he's not good but
2: people were starting to request fight chocolatito and actual threats in the division like dudes that are not old with you know a bunch of knockout losses and shit So then that's when his team just said, okay, let's go back down. I'm like, yeah, because it's not that he's not good, but people are going to eventually demand that you start fighting people where you aren't the favorite to win. Because I I picked him over Quadros and I picked him over Surung side because those dudes are are old and and they're washed. They've been beat up by people that don't have as much skill as Bam does. So it's like, yeah, but you know, you fight a guy like Chocolatito who just beat a young killer and had a competitive, you know, he had a reasonably competitive, War with Estrada, then all of a sudden it's a different set of circumstances. Like you know, fight Estrada, fight Chaco Cheeto. They don't know if he's ready. So yeah, he's going back down the way.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's just sad because it's like, shit. Like you know, um, what happened with um, Choco Cheeto and Estrada? Like, um, they like, I just didn't like uh, the fact that they held off at the third fight so long, and. Uh, they try to make it seem like that the third fight was better than like the second and first fight, you know, which clearly wasn't true, because it's like, you know, it clearly showed that Estrada, he had a lot more youth on his side that protected him, and winning the fight more, compared to Estrada, like, Estrada was way past his prime, and you know, he just fought like, um, he just didn't have it no more, and you know, in Jesse B.I.B.M.'s case, it's like, he's taking advantage of these fighters beating up on dudes that we already know that that like that um you're gonna go in here and just run right through it through everybody but it's like dude like try doing that at 118 try doing that at 122 do that at 130 like like jesse just tries to act like you know he's like a small guy but bro like to hell with all these sperm divisions you like he should be fighting at 126 or 130 And I guarantee you, like, Jesse Batman's career would not scale because I know how he fights. Like, he does not face guys that have pressure because if he did, it's like uh, most of his knockouts would not really end in knockout. They would be referee stoppages at best. But I just think, like, you know, but the only reason why he's being talked about is because of what you said. People are giving him props for doing things that no one asked him to do similar to Niue Inoue but the only difference is is that Jesse he's doing it in a division that no one cares about and same thing with Inoue but the difference is, is just like Inoue he's trying to do something that doesn't require much work and Jesse he's not putting in any work he's just trying to keep himself you know in the green zone where he doesn't have to run into some dude that tries to kill him in a real fight because that's what shows fighters being you know like differentiated from boys being like basically from boys to men you know that's what generates you know the actual maturity of who's better than who well i disagree i'm not i'm not going to say that he's not putting in work i mean his wins are great but
2: I, all i was saying was that the reason why he was going to go back the reason why he went back down to 112 and, and gave up that title at 115 and Cause the fans were going to start to expect more because you know originally after he beat those two you know people kind of saw him they put a light on him, and don't get me wrong that's great that indicates that he's probably going to dominate 112 but you know now that now that he's shown that he can operate at that level people are obviously going to want to see him fight you know the premier 115 which I think is a fair ask but you know his team knows that he's probably not ready for that and then Chocolatito goes and beats up uh, Juan uh, who, I mean Julio Cesar Martinez so, you know, they're probably like, no, we're not going to do that right now. That's fine. I, I think that uh, Bam is really skilled and I think he's good, but, you know, he's back in a situation where I'm not picking anybody to beat him in this division. So it's just one of those things where if that's what his fans want, great. But uh, but yeah, I'm not taking anything away from him. I'm not saying he's bad, but, you know, it does kind of, it is kind of a shame that he's going back down there, but, uh, you know, it is what it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, you know, um, I think a like, the weight classes need to be consolidated. It's like, I think, I think this generation is just not going to get any better with all these, like, you know, really just bad lackluster fights. and you know, they're not making any money. It's, you know, it's just like a bar school fighting, you know, type of divisions. So I think honestly, that's just how I see it, you know? I think um, that's what really makes up the sport like absolutely stale and um, in a certain divisions because it's like no one asks you guys to even be in these divisions. But, you know, we all know that, like, you know, once you just, you know, slightly step up at the competition just on one bit, you know, you get sparked out. So I think it's time to see these guys get sparked out.
2: Uh, we just don't know like that. That's the thing. I mean, anyway, uh, what you said about anyway, like I said, he's been doing You know, he's been doing what's kind of been expected of him, which is fantastic You know, he looks good doing it. I think he's a pound for fighter But to say that he's the best fighter in the world right now that's in a good spot. A little bit disingenuous. Uh, most of his best wins have been out of the prime uh, most of his best wins have been knocked out or beaten by people that haven't gotten as much recognition as he has, so it's like they've been beaten by lesser lesser fighters. So you know, I just you know, yeah, we gotta wait until, you know, we see him fight some people that are younger, uh, have less battle damage on them and have a comparable skill sets. Because it's like if you're just clearing people at the same rate that other people have cleared them, it's not fair that we say that you're a levels above fighter when you're not doing levels above things. Anyways, getting knockouts, but he's also he's also usually bigger than everyone he fights, so that's why him moving up in weight will be able to tell us the tale.
0: Yeah, speaking of Inoue, did you did you hear did you hear that um of that like you know that one comment that he made? He said that he could go as high up the featherweight or or something like that. <laughs> yeah, because it's true he 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 already he already struggled weighing in at one
2: eight, uh, one 18 118. Um, i told people i'm like there's a reason why he's running over all these guys is because he's big he's bigger than everyone so yeah i believe he can go to featherweight i mean shit pacquiao went from sperm weight to one, 154 so anything is fucking possible
0: yeah it's just like he shouldn't even be fighting at you know at 118 to begin with like He's not, he's not doing anything, like, super-duper, you know, like, like fantastic. But... But, um... Speaking of Inoue's next moves, like, do, do you think him and Coolboy are going to fight each other?
2: No. I don't think so. Really? No. Yeah. I mean... Fig... Fig... Fig, uh fucking fulton is talking about fulton is talking about going to 126 to fight Figueroa. i think if he does that then you know he'll probably stay there especially if he gets a title and then you know maybe he'll come back down for anyway i hope he does but he's still waiting around this fucking mj undisputed fight which is not gonna happen which is not gonna happen uh Hearn is not gonna make that fight because mj will lose and then he will have lost all his all his belts in that uh that division, so. That's not gonna happen and i think uh if the mj fight doesn't happen he doesn't get undisputed he's gonna say well i want undisputed before i fought anyway so you know and then anyway he's gonna go down there and clean up everybody and i'm not even sure if hern is gonna give mj's ass up to anyway so you know it might just be a, <laughs> up a <laughs> yeah i
0: think i think i think mj he's just uh you know he's just a fighter waiting to, like you know waiting to get knocked out soon and uh I mean, it sucks that I have to say that towards him because it's like, he's not a bad fighter. It's just you haven't really been proving yourself lately with your competition. And, uh, you know, it's starting to look more like you're really just not good to hold the titles. And, like, just by looking at how, you know, like 122 is looking like right now, you have like some really vicious killers on the come up that are definitely going to take those belts soon. And I definitely hope if things are going the way I'm thinking, it's going to go. Uh, you got Rae Salim. Um, and then who else you got? Uh, um, you, I think you still got, ooh, Um, you have, um, um. Yeah. Yeah. John. John. Rio. Casimiro. Right. Um. He. Um. He's at 122. He's aside,
2: so aside from Luisenary, aside from I don't see any of those dudes being threats to Anyway. Aside from Alim and Fulton, I think Anyway destroys everyone else. I really do.
0: <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it just walks through everybody.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh. Yeah. The rest That's of them really. dudes. I mean, because. I thought anyway would knock brandon figueroa the fuck out and, and brandon figueroa
0: smoked. oh yeah 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 definitely yeah definitely
2: and, and, he'll knock Figgy out and, and and brandon he smoked uh Neri, so yeah no i think outside of aleem and fulton uh yeah i think anyway runs through everyone else so it's rather unfortunate it's rather unfortunate that they're not there to get those fights made
0: yeah
2: i hope anyway fights say. uh i hope anyway fights aleem That'd be a good first fight at one twenty two to see what he's at, and if he clears him, then that's pretty much it.
0: Um, they'll they'll I probably see-
2: do that. They'll yeah. probably feed. They'll probably feed Nery to uh, Inoue as an as an introduction to one twenty two.
0: <laughs> I, I want to see Angelo Leo versus um, Inoue. I think I think he has a good chance to beat him.
2: I don't. Angelo Leo is one dimensional, and you know he's gonna go. <laughs> Hey, he, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna go with that come forward style and get into a gunfight with anyway anyway it's just gonna out out and probably stop into the body
0: yeah yeah <laughs> <Ew>. yep unfortunately guys <laughs> yeah. yeah like i think i think honestly you know 122 is just gonna end up being like the um it's going to end up being just like the middleweight division. Once these guys get cleared off, it's just, you know, it's just like a wide open division. But I think, um, after Fulton's gone, it's probably going to be Inouye and Rae Alim. That's my undisputed picture of like, who's going to be up there. Mm-hmm. And maybe John Real Casimiro. you know, Casamero, he's been talking real smack towards, um, Naioa Inouye. And, um, I definitely have proof of that because, uh, Shout out! Well, shout out to Skywalker Boxing, but he um, he told me some really good information. Like Cat, Casimiro's is really trying to fight Enoway if he's really trying to get that work at um, 122. Well,
2: I mean that's good. I think he's trying to talk himself into a high-profile fight, as he should. I think he'll lose, but that's you know that's a, that's a good fight.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The question is, is like. Which way is he going to go to get a title? Because it's like, he definitely needs to have, um, I don't know if it's a right move, but like, I want to get your perspective on it. Like, is it better to fight Luis Neri next or go after Ray Salim or probably tackle against Naio Inoue's brother, Takuma, or fight Carlos Castro or Ronnie Rios?
2: Who who would be fighting these people? Who is making these choices?
0: Oh no, no! Like I just wanted to get your perspective, like of like if you were managing John Riel Casimiro's career, like which path do you think he should go out of like the names that I mentioned?
2: Let me look up where he's currently ranked to decide that. Because if he's not even close to a title shot, there's nothing wrong with an NUA fight. But if he is close to a title shot, then that's a different set of circumstances. Uh, he's ranked number three, my boss,
0: man. <laughs> Good old title shots. Title.
2: Um, I mean, he doesn't look like he's in the top ten in any of these sanctioning bodies. Because didn't he, didn't he get stripped of a belt? didn't he get stripped of the wbo
0: yeah he got stripped from his wbo at a at, at 118
2: yeah so i mean technically he was supposed to be fighting uh in US instead of fucking paul butler anyway so that's not a terrible fight i mean if anything
1: uh, yeah
0: i mean if he beats up like i mean him fighting paul butler like eh I don't, I don't think I don't think that's a good move. I think I think he should go after like at least Because if you beat Neri then that puts you in the top five or top three. But, but is Casamaro even moving
2: to one twenty two? Has he said that? Uh say again? Is Casamaro even moving to one twenty two? Has he given any any indication that he's moving to one twenty two?
0: Yeah, he's in the division right now. He just had his uh, uh, recent fight with um Ryo um, Akaho, right? Uh, That Japanese dude, but uh, that ended up being like a no contest for, you know, like, you know, whatever weird reason.
2: Okay, I didn't know that. Uh, Yeah, well, if that's the case, then Casimaro should probably do one or two fights, let Anyway get one or two fights, and then try to fight Anyway. Uh, yeah, I'd probably if I was Casimiro, I'd probably try to get a hold of Neri before they feed him to anyway because I can I can tell they're probably looking in that direction as a startup.
0: So I'll uh, beat up on Inuyu's brother.
2: <laughs> I have never seen Anyway's brother fight, to be honest. So is that a if that's a super dangerous fight, then I probably wouldn't. It's better to just fight anyway than his brother, especially if his brother could beat your ass too.
0: <laughs>
2: like if you're gonna take a high risk fight, take the. Highest risk for the most high profile. Don't just you know have some dude with no profile beat the shit out of you, because then that's how you that's how that dude gets profile.
0: <laughs> yeah, in a way, his brother. Like yeah, um, his brother is, um, he's decent. He's not like the best fighter. Um, he only lost to Nordine Obowali, who got knocked out by Nonito when he was at the WBC world champion. But um. Yeah, he has a pretty decent resume. Uh, he hasn't really fought anybody. He's been fighting domestic his whole career. But, yeah, uh, he only has four knockouts out of his uh, 17 victories. And he's only lost one time to Obawali. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, he doesn't really punch. So, I mean... Like Casimiro fighting him, like, it doesn't really show much other than just, like, maybe get Inoue pissed off if you try to, like, you know, demolish his uh, brother, but well,
2: making anyway yeah, mad probably isn't the best idea if you want to fight him, uh, I remember Payano did that shit like when he was pissing his dad off in the gym, and he got knocked out, like, the first fucking 60 seconds, so I don't think making Inoue angry is the best thing you want uh, the you know the thing you are <laughs> trying to fight him for real. um uh, uh, this dude's talking about Majrimov. Majormouth is cool. Uh I don't think he beats Charwell, but it, he's an interesting fighter to watch. He you know moves around a lot, does a lot of things, but ultimately I don't think he beats Charwell.
0: Yeah, um I thought Matrimoff was supposed to get a title shot soon, like yeah, he's, he's, sworn he was supposed to be like mandated through the WBA to go through some eliminators
2: no he's, he is the mandatory he's the guy he's waiting on a title shot but it's hard when there's only one champion everybody has to wait because a champion can only fight so often like taking 3-4 hard fights a year as a champion is it's difficult
0: yeah like he should be fighting like all the other top names while you know while he's um, waiting for his shot at least
2: I mean, yeah, I mean, he's fighting, you know, he's fighting dudes like Soro, etc. He's doing what he can,
0: but you know, he'll, he'll he'll wait. We'll see. Yeah, he's just gonna wait it out, and then once he gets his shot, he's gonna get blasted.
2: <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, he's he's cool. Uh, like I said, you know, he's he has a lot of lateral movement. You know, good offense, punch placement selection. He's pretty tough chin wise, but I don't see a dude that beats Charlo uh yeah raymond muratai is good um i've been talking about raymond for the last few weeks as an opponent for shakur stevenson and you know people have been mentioning his name now and i assume that shakur is not going to fight him because people are talking about him so you know and no he's not a top 10 but he's on his way and could definitely beat up a lot of dudes' asses
0: oh i also wanted to inform you um i'm looking at the lightweight rankings right now and um Seems like we got some changes on the division. Uh Ryan Garcia is supposedly number one in the WBA. <laughs> but um yeah, you got um who else? You got Mr Uh Yeah, you got that Gustavo Lemos guy. I don't like, I don't care about him. But uh Yeah, I don't I don't think Raymond's ranked. I think I think Raymond he's still unranked.
2: How exactly is Ryan ranked in the in, in at lightweight when he's at one forty?
0: Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. but that's so like scandalous. Oh, and, and yo, get this: Floyd Schofield—he's ranked number eleven, and he hasn't even fought in any like actual title ranking fights. You know, for the WBA.
2: Yeah, I don't... I mean, they're pushing him, but
0: I haven't seen anything
2: special from Floyd Hill at all, but whatever. whatever.
0: Yeah, but that's so weird, right? It's just like they're just giving rankings to, like, anybody now?
2: I mean, you can pay for those. That's the thing. You, you can you can
0: pay. So, that's the difficult part. Yeah, Muratayo, in his last fight, if I'm not mistaken, like, I could have sworn he fought for some... For some, like, regional belt, but... No, he didn't, but... Yeah, it's just, like, still, it's, like, he's... You know, he's a top 50 lightweight... Lightweight on rec. so it's, like, why can't... He be put on the pedestal of being ranked? And surprisingly... Well, I would say good enough Keyshawn Davis. He's not ranked, but... He got those, like, you know, weird-ass belts, you know that he fought for and he's nowhere to be seen on any of the um, ranking cool
2: I mean yeah like I said I mean people pay for these things all the time that's why Bob has a consistent access to the WBO title despite who's actually ranked there I mean for some of these guys it's a good way to get high profile fights but they might get beat up if they're not careful especially dudes like Schofield who hasn't faced any season that position I mean if you want to groom him for a title shot sure but you know because this is what happens like they they, they they, prop these dudes up they have a difficult fight with someone they're not supposed to they realize they aren't ready and they keep them on cruise control like Jaime Munguia for fucking years holding up divisions it's annoying it's, it's, it's Oscar De La Hoya's business model and it makes me so mad so
0: yeah I agree I don't know. And I'm looking at Floyd Schofield's, you know, record. He has not fought for any WBA ranking placement. Like, he's never fought any opponent other than you know, he just got some like, you know, American Federation belt, Continental America's title, and then he got the NABF, but um, that's it. You know, he like, he never collected any WBA belt at once.
2: Yeah, well, I mean, good for him. I mean, knowing how Oscar handles black fighters, he may not even be fighting for the next three fucking years. So, we don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't really give a fuck. I mean, (laughs) hopefully, hopefully he's being groomed for a title shot. But if not, fuck it.
0: Major bed, you sleep in it. Yeah, I think, I think he's going to get done dirty, honestly. I think, I think he's going to, you know, he's going to be fooled thinking Oscar's going to help him and then like, you know, but the minute he gets fed by some absolute killer, it's just game over, <laughs> but, um, yeah, like, I used to like Floyd, but it's just, like, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I'm starting to, like, you know, understand like, why he's thinking that he should get up the spotlight, but it's just, it's all part of what the play, you know, like, a lot of these dudes are really trying to find their way to, like, be noticed by the media, but it's like they're not doing it properly, like, you know, they're just trying so hard to just gaslight
2: uh, off of other fighters I mean, they see they see the, the life that Ryan Garcia gets to live they see the life that, you know, dudes like Terence Carver get to live so they're like, shit, I can make a lot of money and not have to fight any threats as long as I just move a certain way so, you know that's, that's what they're doing and, you know, that is what it is I'm not gonna cry about it I'm just gonna, you know, move on and support people who are providing fights that I actually want to look at.
0: Yeah, and it's um, it's very telling that you say that because it 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 just goes back to where like you know OnlyFans you know you know discussion that you brought up, you know with that example like, you know if that girl looks prettier than me and she's making money, you know not having to work like a day in her life to do OnlyFans all day and you're out here working. To be successful, hard. It's like, why
2: can't I do that? So. No, it's the it's, it's the opposite. The OnlyFans example was a chick looking prettier than a chick on OnlyFans while she's working at a grocery store. It's like, okay, well, if that bitch can get all this money, why not me? That that's the example. Like the 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 bitch not making any money got to be prettier than the bitch making the money.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, like, so unboxing. Money- if this guy's talking talking all this junk about another fighter and he and he ain't gonna fight them but he's going to piggyback off of his name to make money then you know by fighting bums and you know um why can't i do that
2: yeah it's like what makes what makes more financial sense making a lot of money in one fight where i could seriously seriously be injured and not have to fight for a while or making more money over time by not having to fight that person and fighting a bunch of smaller, inferior fights in which the likelihood that I'll be harmed is very, very low. Yeah. <laughs> just not and, and also not fighting any threats keeps your longevity in the sport because you don't have to worry about defense. You're just not gonna get punched that much. And then you're gonna look great, you're gonna make a lot of money, people are gonna call you some kind of generational talent and you're not gonna have you're not gonna fight anybody. But like, look at what people are doing with Shakur Stevenson. People are already comparing Shakur Stevenson to Mayweather and he has fought nobody to test that out. And the worst part about it is now he's not going to have any incentive to fight anybody. Because it's like, well, people already think I'm the GOAT, so why would I why would I fight people and fuck that up? People already think I beat everybody, so therefore I don't have to fight anybody to prove it. It's, it's the same bullshit fucking rabbit hole every goddamn year, but I don't care, I'm over it.
0: Yeah, Shakur Shakur is making me like slowly lose interest in him, but um I still want to see him prove me wrong if he's gonna make all the big fights happen. But I but I just have a very dark feeling to think um he's gonna just be like another Terrence Crawford. He he's he's gonna talk all this big talk but then it's like once it's time to really get these offers sent out to him it's like i think i think he's just gonna turn it down you know he's gonna be like yeah man you know uh well, you know but the money wasn't right man you know um i still want to fight him but you know but the money just wasn't right you know but the money didn't come fast enough you know on this date so therefore i'm just gonna make excuses of like why me and frank martin can't fight because you know p pbc man you know, I'm with Bray, and he's with PBC. <laughs> yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. I mean, that's basically what I expect to happen. So I'm not optimistic for anything, and and that's why people call me a hater. But that's why I'm not I'm not fast to give these guys. Uh, I'm not I'm not fast to give these guys some kind of golden stamp of approval because that shit goes to their heads that shit goes to their heads and then now they're like okay well since the fans already think i'm the best i and they're going to support whatever i do i don't have to actually fight any of these people because i'm the best and i beat them anyway so it doesn't matter who i fight so yeah and, and i hate and i hate fucking doing that but anyways i'm gonna shut it down uh for the night but let me answer this guy's question uh gary Antoine and aborto coyle Say the truth Gary Antoine is overdue for a title shot I hope he gets that title shot against Playo. and I got Gary Antoine Russell beating the brakes off Playo. do I think he stops him no I don't because Afro Latinos are usually pretty fucking tough and I and, you know uh, so no I don't think he stops him but I think he whoops his ass and he gets that WBA belt off his ass so that would be a good fight I hope it gets made but uh yeah I'm going to I'm going to shut it down I have an early morning tomorrow
0: alright got it I will uh with you later and um yeah man i can't wait for that tank fight i'm excited well
2: all right thank you very much for having me on y'all be sure to like and subscribe have a good one
0: yes sir thank you all right y'all. uh that's pretty much it thank you for dia coming through and uh yeah man that's pretty much it man you know we had a pretty good boxing conversation be sure to support the channel be sure to like rate and subscribe do what y'all gotta do that's that helps my channel grow massively and uh yeah let's break this censorship and uh let's get down to uh you know becoming a much more bigger channel for the audience so you know i'm gonna keep doing this because i love doing this obviously i don't i don't get paid at all for it but i would like to one day uh as a side job just just doing that while working a full-time job like i can i could do that Obviously, like, I got my career in IT and, uh, you know, many more successes to come. So that's my ultimate goal at the end of the day. And I, w- I would love to run YouTube and, you know, do what you want to do outside of YouTube, as, you know, as a real job. So, yeah, that's pretty much it, guys. Um, that's pretty much it for me breaking down a lot of this boxing content. Um, I should be doing more NBA talk. The NBA talk would be a lot more good but I feel like that what like those news are always just like really stale and just not really compact with anything. So I don't really like talking about, you know, the NBA a lot. So that's why basketball is just very you know, it's very dull. It's just not the same thing over and over and over but in boxing, you know, boxing is more consistent and you see a lot more interest in the sport getting bigger and bigger and you know, that's what I like, you know, like I love talking really, really, um, you know, critical of fighters. And I like making fighters understand, like, how I feel because I'm, you know, the one giving you my money. So I'm voting with my dollar and I'm also voting with my voice to, you know, determine, you know, who's a good fighter and who's not a good fighter. But either way, um, you know, no, like uh, no disrespect to anybody, you know, obviously you know, these fighters do this as their job and um, I'm not going to downgrade any fighter I mean even for fighters that I hate and I don't you know absolutely respect them um, you know like I know that you know you guys watch me I know that you guys talk about me and and I don't make any mention of you but that just shows that you guys do care about what the audience says you know behind your back so uh, case in point um, I think that's what makes up the sport really really small in a a small world nutshell and uh that's what really defines like who's really in the sport so that's pretty much it Uh, i hope you guys enjoy it i got a lot of videos being uploaded so be sure to be on the lookout for that and i will see you guys very very soon salute to the mighty mighty ldbc and the twt i will see you guys later family peace out and have a great day and um yeah Long live, long live freedom and liberty and happy holidays see you guys later peace out bye